Welcome to the Knowles Development Podcast, an exploration in leadership development. I'm your host, Brad Knowles. Now let's dive in. Welcome to the Knowles Development Podcast. We want to talk today about a path to hiring. How is it that we go about going from needing to hire and actually have the hiring process completed and you've got a person starting today? So let's talk about that. Most of us want to start uh, usually in a, in a pain moment, right? I've got all of this stuff that's not getting done and I need to get to a place where I've got somebody there who's handling the work that's not getting done so I can get back to the stuff that I'm supposed to be doing. Not a bad thought process. I'm going to challenge all of you to think bigger about it, though. We can think a lot bigger about our business if we start our path to hiring in a little bit of a different way. And what I want you to do is start with the vision. Where are we going? Where are you going with your business? What's the direction you're heading in? How big can you think about your business? I want to challenge you to start there because it will most likely influence the person that you're going to hire. Let's say you're a a one-man shop right now. It's just you looking at you, and you need to make your first hire. In most businesses, you're probably on the front-line sales and service side, and the person you need to hire is somebody who's going to be back office, administrative, supporting the business so you can do more of the front-end, go get more business and service that business. If that's the case, we can look at somebody who, hey, I just need somebody who needs to answer the phones and do payroll for me. Okay, or what's the vision of my company? Where am I going? Maybe I want to hire somebody who has the capacity to be the director of the operational side of my business, no matter how big it grows. All of a sudden, we're talking about two very different hires. So if I look at my vision and I just throw something like, say, five years out, one of the things I want to do is I want to start taking a look at what does the organizational chart look like for my business when my vision is big and I start looking at it through the five-year-out filter. What does it look like? If I've got a plumbing business, right, and it's just me and my truck and my supplies right now, well, where do I want to be five years from now? Is it still just me and my truck and my supplies? Or do I have 10 crews servicing my entire state? And then we need a a whole bidding department. We need a whole administrative department just for booking and billing and dealing with customer inquiries and getting our supplies ordered and, 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 so that the plumbers in the field can just stay under the sinks and stay in the basement, you know, sweating those valves. So I've got to have a real clear vision of what my organizational chart looks like. And here's one other thing I want you to keep in mind. I want you to keep in mind span of control. Span of control speaks to the number of people that can directly report to you in a sustainable way, right? How many people can you really have who are looking to you not only for, you know, kind of week-to-week, month-to-month resources, but who can you really pour into? Who can you really develop? How many baby birds can you be supporting as they grow and thrive? And the military teaches us, and that's where we go to this, that the magic number is five. That that's about where most of us cap out. Long-term, sustained over time. 
So when you think about your organizational chart, just understand that if you're building an organizational chart with more than five people directly reporting to you, we already have a problem. And again, this is all path to the higher. So now I start taking a look at my five-year organizational chart, and I start coming down to something that probably looks a lot like this. There's me, and there's three to five people who are, who are going to be reporting to me directly. My first one is probably a director of operations. And again, I don't think it really matters what business you're in. If you're an attorney, right, and you do a great job in the courtroom, you do a great job with your client, you pretty quickly need somebody doing operational stuff on the backside of that business so you can stay as much as possible in front of clients doing billable hours. That's where the money's made, okay? So we're looking for a director of operations. We're not looking for somebody who's going to answer the phone and file some paperwork. That's not the hire we're looking for. And here's the concept that I want you to start kind of internalizing here. If I hire somebody who's more of a front desk file paperwork type of hire, and I continue to grow my business, one of two things is going to happen. Option one, I outgrow them to no fault of their own. I hired somebody to do a job. The business continued to grow, and they didn't necessarily have the capacity or willingness to grow with me or the drive to grow with me. And now I need to replace that person because my business has continued to grow. Option two is I keep that person, but I keep having to hire people above the people that I already hired. Now think about that. If you're the person who gets hired initially... And instead of opportunity in the organization, what ends up happening is they keep hiring other people above you that creates a ceiling to opportunity for you. If I'm a talented person, I'm probably not going to stay at that organization very long. So now we have lots of turnover. Think instead of this alternative. Think of hiring a director of operations, somebody who's really going to drive the administrative and operational side of your business. When we need that next hire, when we need that next person on the administrative side, who hires them? Not you is the answer. Who hires them is your director of operations. But that's only if I've hired somebody who has the capacity, willingness, and drive to actually take on that kind of role. So now I've hired somebody as a director of operations, and they now have the capacity to hire. Now think about that. We start hiring deep. Not why. We're hiring deep. So I might have one or two additional administrative support in that part of my business. Now, what happens if I do, for whatever reason, lose my director of operations? Well, if we've hired deep and we've hired talent, one of the administrative people we're already in business with is probably going to step into that role. What if that frontline administrator decides to leave? It's, again, not your issue. It's still the director of operations issue to replace that role and fill in the blanks until we have. So this is a key hire, and it's a much bigger hire than how most of us think about our business getting going. Let's look at it on the sales side. A lot of us are looking for a frontline salesperson. Now, what I would argue is we actually want to hire a director of sales. Does that make sense? Much like our director of operations, I don't want somebody who's just good at door knocking. I want somebody who can go and drive the sales initially, but also have the capacity to be an attractor to bring other salespeople into the organization. That allows me to focus on my role. 
allows the director of operations to focus on their role, and that director of sales now can be the person who's getting us into business with any and all future salespeople. We only get to this kind of level of hiring if we start with a big vision for our business. And that's the other thing to know, is when we think about vision for our business, that's the piece that we're actually attracting people to. I'm attracting that director of operations to the vision of where we're going, not the role I have now. I'm going to say that again. I'm, I'm attracting the director of operations to the vision of where we're going, not the role I have now. If I'm a startup company, right? If there's just a few of us right now and this is the hire I'm looking for, what we've got to understand is that person in the director of operations role, that kind of candidate, right? I will look at for a caliber that's going to drive my vision, but I might not be able to afford it yet. Well, how am I going to competitively somewhat underpay talent compared to what maybe a large employer in my same pond is offering? What's the difference? What do I have to offer that that big employer doesn't have? Opportunity. That's what I have to offer. Offer is opportunity. How, well, how do I convey that opportunity? I have to have a clear, big vision about where I'm going. The other employer, again, 500,000 employees, they probably have better, better um, you know, medical coverage, they might have better benefits, um, the pay might even be a little bit more, their structure for vacation time and flexible time may be better than what we can offer as an upstart company. So what do I have to offer? A big vision about where we're going and the opportunity for this person to very quickly be in charge of a whole chunk of the business and grow with the business. Now think about that. If my vision is big enough, this person's compensation, though perhaps starting underneath what is competitive now, hopefully within a 12 to 18 month time frame, would actually already be ahead of what's going on in the marketplace. We just mapped this out with one of our clients recently, and the difference between an admin hire, say $35,000, as a starting pay for an admin in their area, which is about what they'd be able to afford, but not a competitive package necessarily. Within 18 months, when they execute on the rest of the vision of their business, in the 18 months, that person's probably going to be fifty dollars to $65,000. Now, is a talented person going to be willing to give up in the short term for a major gain in the long term? Yes. And here's why. Who are they betting on? They're betting on themselves. And that's what we're looking for in talent. In each of these major roles, in each of those five roles that are going to be reporting directly to you, you're looking for somebody who's willing to bet on themselves. Because they're willing to bet on themselves. They're going to, they're going to help drive the vision of the business. You're not carrying these people. These people are pushing you. That's what's happening. That's the kind of hire we're talking about. So let's talk about a couple of other people here in terms of who we would want to hire. In many cases, we need somebody in a marketing and or lead generation role, somebody that's really going to drive that aspect of your business. We've got somebody handling the sales. We've got somebody handling the operations. How are we driving business in, right? Then depending on your business, now we've got an opportunity to really grow. 
And that growth can come in all sorts of different ways depending on the business, right? That could be people who are at, um, starting new locations, right? Maybe you're in the metropolitan area, but we want to launch somebody outside the metropolitan area in that next market. So now I might have somebody who's driving that level of growth. And that last hire may be the person who replaces you. So think about those five big hires, that five span of control for your business. What is the vision? What are we looking like five years out? Can you draw that organizational chart? Can you draw up literally a picture of where you're going and sit down with somebody and say, hey, I know it's just me and a rented office and a laptop right now, but here's where we're going. And can you attract people to that vision? Because here's the last kicker. If you haven't attracted them to the vision and instead attracted them to you, the challenge is going to be for you to step out of that role at any point in the future. If you've attracted everybody to the organization because of who you are, good luck leaving. If, however, you've attracted them to the vision, anybody who's driving towards the vision is going to be a person who could replace you potentially and that other people would be willing to work with and support. So if you think about that, that vision is actually critical. A lot of us want to go, hey, I got paperwork that's not getting filed. I need to hire somebody. <laughs> Stop. Where are we going? What's the big vision? And let's work back from there to figure out who our next strategic hire is. There's your path to hiring. And I hope it's been helpful. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.